Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Is this your breakout year or not? Look at your neighbor saying, do you believe it? Do you receive it? Do you speak it? Let's go. Believe it. This is my breakout year. Speak it. This is my breakout year. Apply it. This is my breakout year. How are we applying this is my breakout year? Because we look different than the world. The world may be looking crazy right now. Okay, this morning I went to Costco. For some reason, I thought this is going to calm down. Oh, my gosh. Was that a joke? I am not even lying. This morning, the, there was like a 1,000 people in line. This is literally, okay, so you get to Costco, the Costco right there by Costco, you know that one? So the line goes all the way to like Ulta, turns around, goes all the way to the side of the building, all the way to the back of the building where the auto is, to the back of the building this way, back around to the front of the building, back down Ulta's backyard, you know, like their back parking lot where the dumpsters are, and it went back further and further and further. I, I was like, this is crazy. This is crazy. But what does the church look like in this situation? Are we going crazy? Like, I, we can't go to church, but we can go to Costco with a 1,000 people in line. There was no social distancing. They was all grabbing and snatching and pushing and all kinds of stuff. You know, I was not about to cut anybody from the granny to the young person. They was looking like, cut me. I was like, first of all, I was, I was shocked. I was shocked. I, I drive around just to make sure, like, is this really happening? Like, this isn't the news. This isn't somebody's, you know, post. Like, I'm really seeing this. I didn't even take video or photos because I was so shook. I was shocked about what was going on. So I drive around, and then I get out, and I'm thinking, maybe this is the end of the line. And then once I hit the back of the building, when I realized it went back towards the Ulta dumpsters, I was like, this, no. No, like, this is crazy. But what do we look like with the same situations? Are we acting just like the world? Are we trusting God? Are we trusting God that he's our provider? Are we, are we trusting God that we have more than enough? Are we, like, getting ratchet and throwing down with the person in front of us? Are we still allowing others to go before us? Oh, did you get a water? Okay. Did you get your two eggs? It's all good. We're going to be all right. So because that happened, I went to Safeway, and I went to Fry's, too, and I asked the guy, I asked the cashier, I was like, how are you doing? And, and he was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I felt so bad for him, and I said, really, how are you guys doing with all of this? And he says, it's crazy. He said, it's crazy because just this morning, I had to tell, somebody tried to get six gallons of milk, and I had to take four gallons away from them. And he's like, they thought I was the bad guy, but we're just trying to help everybody to get some milk. So that way, you know, like, you're going to hoard all that milk, it's going to go bad. Like, calm down. Like, calm down, everybody. But I think just that I asked him, like, how are you doing? He was like, <laughs> but like in times of distress, in times of trouble, what does the church look like? And we should look like the hands and feet of Jesus. We should look like the answer. We should look like the promise. We should look like, we should look like uh, 
a lighthouse of hope so that they see us and they're like, what's so different about you? Why are you not responding the same way as everybody else? Why are you not reacting the same as everybody else? Oh, because I have a provider. Oh, because I met Jesus. Oh, because I trust God and I believe God that me and my family, we will not go without. We will not lack. We trust God with our finances. We trust God with our resources. We trust God with our time, our talent, our treasures, and we trust God to multiply that seed sown. We realize that we're not our own provider. We are, he gets seed to the sower. So we're just sowing seeds. We're sowing seeds of hope. We're sowing seeds, some financial seeds, whatever it is, it's time for the church to rise up and say, this is our breakout year. This is not our fear year. No fear here. This is our breakout year. Remember, we're believing for breakout in every area of our life, except for our face. It's our breakout year. But ask yourself, who are you listening to? Are you listening to faith? Are you listening to fear? These are honest questions that you have to ask yourself. Not just because we're in church, but you need to really ask yourself when everybody's questioning what's going on. Everybody's questioning, are we going to be okay? Are we going to make it through this? Yes, we are. Okay, we're going to make it through this. This too shall pass. We will be all right. We will make it. We just need to calm down. Everybody needs to calm down, wash their hands, you know, social distancing. I see you couples still making out. You know what? We're going to social distance. We're going to have to social distance in the church, but you know you're still going to work. You know you're still going to Costco. You know you're still going to Walmart. So who are we listening to? Are we listening to faith or fear? God or the world? Are we listening to God, his word, or the world? Are we listening to the word of God? Are we listening to media? So just so you guys know, media has an agenda. Okay, if you didn't know, now you know. Media has an agenda and they're after you. They're after your peace. They're after your vote. They're after the way you think. They're after you. They're after a young generation because they think you're ignorant. They think nobody's taught you, but this generation's rising up. This generation is a wise generation. This generation has mothers and fathers who are teaching them and training them. And if they don't have natural mothers and fathers, and they got spiritual mamas, spiritual fathers that are rising up to teach teach them, that will lay down their lives so that this generation can know who they are. This generation knows why they vote, what they vote for, what they stand for, what they believe in, not because they were made to, but because they have a foundation of God's word. They know their identity. They trust in God. So they're not, they're not swayed by this world. So just so you know, there is an agenda and they're after you and they're after your peace. They're after your peace because when they got your peace, they can tell you what to do. When they got your peace, they can get you in line. You're not following Jesus. You're following the person in front of you. You don't even know what you're in line for. What do you need at Costco? Uh, I don't even know. But everybody's here. We better go get it before we run out. Is that crazy? Literally, what do you need in your house? You already stocked up on toilet paper. You already got tissue. You already got some food. Calm down. But what are we doing? We're following. Why? Because media is promoting it. They're promoting it. It's before eyes, before eyes, before eyes, before eyes. And then what are they after? They're after your peace. And when you're acting in fear, you're irrational. You make bad decisions. You make bad choices. You're out there spending money you don't even have for things you don't even need because the world is telling you you have to have them before somebody else takes it from you. That's crazy. Money you don't even have for things you don't even need. Calm 
down. We're going to be all right. This is going to pass. So we can't, oh, I'm not going to even go there. I was ticked. I'm thinking like, yeah, close down the church, but close down Costco. Okay, calm down. There was like literally a thousand people. But anyways, 2 Timothy 1.7. This is uh, New King James Version. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. God has what? He has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God has given us power. God has given us love and God has given us a well-disciplined mind. It's time that we walk in love. It's time that we walk in power. It's time that we walk with a disciplined mind. So we're walking in power. We're taking authority over sickness and disease. We're taking authority over fear. We're walking in love. We're loving our neighbor. We're preferring others. We're seeing if our neighbor's okay. We're seeing if the elderly are okay. We're seeing what is it that you need? How can I help you? And we're walking with a sound mind, with a disciplined mind. We are thinking on these things. Philippians 4.8. What are you thinking about? Whatever, whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. Are you listening to the good report? Are you listening to the bad report? What are you listening to? Because that's where you're putting your trust. That's where you're putting your faith. That's where you're putting your hope. We're believing, we're thinking on whatever's the good report. Is there any virtue? Is there any praise? Think on these things. Why? Because we trust God. We trust God in the best of times, and we trust God in the darkest of times. And we take control of our thinking. We know that the enemy plays mind games. He's after our thoughts because he's after our peace. But we train our brain how to think, and we train our brain to trust God's word, to trust what God says. If it's of the good report, we receive it. Psalms 91. Here we go. Let's go. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor of the arrows that fly by the day. Do not dread the disease. Do not dread the disease that stalks in the darkness. Are you dreading? Are you dreading? Are you trusting God? Are you running to the Father? Is he your refuge? That do not dread the disease that stalks in the darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, this evils will not touch you. They will not touch you. Say that. This evil will not touch me. That's right. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. Wherever you go. We do not have to walk in fear. We run to the Father. He alone is our refuge. He alone is our shelter. He alone is our provider. He alone is our healer. We trust God when we don't know, when we don't understand. In the middle of the mystery, we trust God. That's why we look different than the world. Why? Because we trust God. We know that God has the answers. We may not have it all, but God does. 
1 Peter 5, 7. Y'all ready? Because I came to preach. I'm excited. I bring in the word. And I believe God's got something for you. But it's up to you to receive it, right? You have to guard in your heart. You need to guard your heart. It's up to you. If you're going to be producing 100, 60, 30, what, what is it? It's up to you. Are you going to be stony ground, thorny ground, by the wayside? Come on. You guys better receive something tonight. Let's go. 1 Peter 5, 7. This is the Amplified, casting all your cares. What? Cast all your cares. Throw it off. Get it off. All your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all. Give it to God once and for all. If he tries to jump back on you, remember, uh-uh, get off me. Uh-uh. I already gave you to God. For he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. God's watching over you. He cares if you have enough toilet paper. He cares. He cares if you have enough food in your house because all your kids are home because they're not in school. He cares. But you need to cast your care. Because when there's nothing you can do about it but worry, give it to God. Give it to God. Trust God. Faith over fear. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18. This is the Amplified. Rejoice always and delight in your faith. We're delighting in faith. Faith over fear. Be unceasing, be unceasing and persistent in prayer. We're praying constantly, casting our cares, giving it to God in every situation, no matter what the circumstance. No matter if it's big, no matter if it's small. We're trusting God. Faith over fear. We're casting our cares. We're delighting. We're rejoicing. Be thankful. This is our time to shine. This is our time to be what? Thankful and grateful. We're thankful that we have a church to call home. We're thankful that we have a husband and a wife and kids. We're thankful that we got family and friends. We're thankful that we have a school. We thank you. We're thankful for our president. We thank you for our state. We're thankful for our police officers. We're thankful for our government. We're thankful. Why? We're thankful for all the nurses. We're thankful for all the doctors. We're thankful for all the scientists. We're thankful to live in the United States of America. We are thankful. We are thankful every day that we wake up, that God chose us for this day, for this hour, for this generation, for this time, so that we would be the hands and feet of Jesus. We are thankful. We are grateful in every situation, no matter what. Be thankful and continually give thanks to God, for this is the will of God for you in Christ. This is the will of God for us to be thankful. Father, we just thank you so much. We thank you, Lord, that you've called us for this hour. We thank you, Lord, that we are anointed. We are called. We are qualified. Father, we thank you that we, we rise up. We are the people that will rise up. We are the people that will help others. We trust you with all that we are. Father, we thank you so much. Let us be used by you to help others. Give us wisdom. Give us understanding. Give us discernment in every situation, everywhere that we go. Father, we thank you so much that you're guiding our steps. You're guiding our steps. Protect our children. Protect every single one of us. Father, we just thank you so much right now for what you're doing. You're protecting our nation and you're protecting the world we're all your children in Jesus name father we thank you so much that the church will rise up and be a lighthouse of hope a lighthouse of hope because this is there it's a dark world out there and we are the lighthouse all right that was for free 
Now I'm ready to bring my message. Let's go. That was just for free. That was just in case you wanted to know what I was thinking about the corona, all right? That's what I'm thinking, that we have power, love, and a sound, well-disciplined mind. And we're thinking on the good report. We're giving thanks to God that he called us for this time, this hour, and he's equipped us. He's equipped us. We're taking authority. We walk in that power. So we're going to be talking about maximum development through daily disciplines. Through daily disciplines. Everybody wants to hear that. Yay, daily disciplines. Not. But growth is a choice. (laughs) Growth is a choice. You don't just mature and grow up automatically. Growth is a choice. You can still be 40, 50, 60 and still playing the game. Growth is a choice. And you know what? We show up to grow up here at Love Life Church, right? We're learning daily disciplines that keep us growing. Just because you got to a level doesn't mean you're going to stay at that level if you don't hustle hard to keep on going, right? We got to keep on growing. We got to keep on moving. We got to keep on maturing, keep on advancing, keep on improving, and keep on discovering. What are we discovering? We're discovering God's plan. We're discovering his will, his purpose, his kingdom, his way of doing things. God has a special way of doing things. We need to learn that way, right? We want God results, then we need to know how God does things. What does God think about money? What does God think about family? What does God think about relationship? What does God say? How do we do this? How do we run the household? What does God's word say? So we're taking daily discipline so that we could grow up, right? Wisdom over foolishness. Woo! This is what I was like so hyped to talk about last week when God pumped the brakes and I had that other message. But now this message, so this is what you've been waiting for. I know you're so excited, okay? Yes. Wisdom over foolishness. In the book of Proverbs, God uses the word fool. Y'all ready for this? What a fool. How you doing, fool? Back in the day when I was growing up, everybody always said fool. Like, everybody was a fool. It's so weird. Like, what a fool. Like, anybody else remember that? Like, y'all, what a fool. Like, guys was a fool. Girl was a fool. Like, y'all a fool. Like, we all sounded like fools, okay? Dating myself over here. So, God uses the word fool 45 times. Right in the book of Proverbs, the Hebrew word fool describes a person who hates wisdom. They hate wisdom and they hate discipline. Have you ever hated wisdom and hated discipline? Anybody like getting a whooping? No, thank you. But you about to, you about to at the end of this service. You about to. Yeah, let's go. I love it. It also means thick-brained. Anybody been thick-brained? Morally perverse, a stubborn animal, and somebody that is full of air but lacking substance. And I feel like the enemy has a plan to keep a generation a fool. Full of air, lacking substance. And you know why the enemy would love to keep a generation a fool? Because they will tell you how to vote, what to do, what to say, what to wear, what's okay, what you listen to, what's allowed, what's not allowed, right? Can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing, right? That's a fool. That is a fool. Lacking substance. Proverbs 17, 24. Skillful and godly wisdom is in the presence of a person of understanding, and he recognizes it. But the eyes of the thick-headed fool, the what? 
thick-headed. I know I got a big head, but this is thick-headed fool on the ends of the earth, wanting and lusting for everything under the sun. Fools, they won't learn from God's word. Fools, they won't learn from God's word. And fools, fools, (laughs) I'm just going to keep on going. Here we go. And fools, they won't even learn from their parents. A fool doesn't want to receive correction. Fools, they won't receive correction or discipline from others' mistakes. But a wise person knows that their parents love them, and that's why they give them boundaries. They know that their parents love them, and that's why they correct them. They know that others made bad decisions, and they're going to make better decisions because those, they're going to see the results of those choices, right? That's a wise person, or we get to be a fool. The choice is yours. You have to choose. You choose to be a fool. Yo, what a fool. That's your choice. Or you choose to be like, yo, what up, wise person? That's me. Yeah, healthy, wealthy, and wise. So one reason a fool doesn't learn wisdom is because they can't keep their eyes focused long enough. (laughs) They can't stay focused on what's important because they're lusting after everything. This money, this car, this, this job. You know, you know, like, you remember when you were a teen? And you're like, when I grow up, I'm going to be rich. So <laughs> I'm going to date myself again. But no, I'm not going to even do it. You know, like when you're young and you're like, yeah, you think like as soon as you graduate high school, like you're going you're gonna to own a home? Like, and your boyfriend at the time, like you guys are going to get married. You're going to own this home. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. You have all these plans. And, and, and then life hits you and you get your high school diploma and you work in that Taco Bell. So then you're like, mom I need money right but like do you know like when you don't understand the way the world works you don't understand money you don't understand finances you don't understand relationships you just think like your high school boyfriend is going to be forever and if you are like dude that is so awesome that's like a rare thing just saying but you know you had to fight to make it work y'all found Jesus at the center somewhere somehow and anyways that was for free. Any single Pringles in here? Just saying. It's because they can't stay focused, right? <laughs> I was a fool many times. And sometimes I have a bad day and I act like a fool. But I want to choose wisdom every day that I wake up. Do you guys want to choose wisdom every day that you wake up, right? Instead of dealing with reality, the fool lives in fantasy land. You know what? Reality stars, goals. Yeah. They have all these reality stars, all these YouTube makeup girls. I mean, they're just throwing in money. They're traveling all over the world. Like, when I grow up, I'm going to play video games for a career. You're like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because this guy I follow on YouTube, he makes all kinds of money. And I'm going to play video games for a career. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But, you know, what else are you going to do? What's plan B? You know, I'm going to make it to the NFL. And you are 4 feet 11. And I mean, our NFL, can you be sure of the NFL? I meant the NBA. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Anyways, 411 is tiny because my Nana was 411, and I just know that 411 is like tiny people. And once I passed my Nana, I was like, whoa, I'm tall. Got 5'3, yeah, like made it in life. But reality, reality, reality people, reality stars, it's not goals in life. It's not goals. You're not seeing the truth. It's not reality. 
It's fake TV, right? God's word keeps us grounded and helps us to stay focused on the truth. God's word is truth. Social media, reality TV, likes, followers, fake book friends. I said fake book friends. They're fake book friends. It's all fake. Because you know what? You could have 11,000 followers and no real friends in life. You could have millions of likes, but nobody you can trust, right? You can have all these things, but if you don't have real people to do life with, that's why we're in this together. We're better together, right? We're stronger together. We're doing a little social distance. We're waving high and blowing kisses. I mean, don't blow a kiss, throw a, whatever you want to call it, peace sign. All right, social media, reality TV, likes, follows, fake book friends, it's all fake. It's all fake. And now we're seeing the results of it. It's not healthy. What they created to bring us together has actually isolated us, separated us, pushed people apart, caused division in relationships, division in marriages, division in the home. Why? Because it's craziness. It's not real. It's fake. And the old high school fling that you're looking for is not what you're looking for. <laughs> like, just stop. Like, stop. Because also you're remembering what is not is, okay? You're remembering when you were 15 and they were 15, and now they're 65 and you're 65. They're no longer a cheerleader. You're no longer a football player. Like, you a dad and a grandpa, like, calm down. Like, put down the fake book. It's, it's over, okay? That was for free for whoever needs to pick that up. God's word, God's love, and his way of doing things is the ultimate truth. God's word, his love, and his way of doing things is the ultimate truth that we can trust on, we can rely on. Proverbs 1.7, the reverence of the Lord. It says reverent fear, but the reverence of the Lord that is worshiping him and regarding him as truly awesome is the beginning it's the preeminent part of knowledge. It's the beginning of wisdom. We want wisdom. We want knowledge. We want understanding. We need to reverence God. We need to trust God. We need to worship God. We need to honor God. It's the starting point and its essence. But arrogant fools, they despise skillful and godly wisdom and instruction and self-discipline. They don't want to hear about daily disciplines. They don't want to take no responsibility, right? We get a choice. Which one are we going to be? They have no self-awareness. Like self-awareness is like, get it together, girl. You just walk into the place like it's all about you. No, it's not. It's all about others. It's all about others. But the, the fool has no self-awareness. Awareness. They don't care. I don't care. They don't care. Proverbs 15.5. A flippant, arrogant, flippant. Sounds like the, flip, the flipper offer. Yeah. The flippant, arrogant fool rejects his father's instruction and correction. We need fathers in the home who instruct and correct. What do they instruct and correct? With God's word, with God's love, with God's discipline, with God's grace, with God's mercy. But he who is willing to learn regards and keeps his mind, his, he keeps in mind a reprimand, correction, rebuke, and acquires good sense. This I have grown so much from. Why? Because when I get reprimanded, when I get rebuked, when I get corrected, I keep it in mind. 
so that I can remember it and I can grow from it and I will not be stuck in it. I will be the first to tell on myself. I will be the first that brings it up. Pastor Dan will not hear about a mistake from others. He'll hear it from me. I've been here for 23 years. I have gone first. I've been an employee here for many years too. I will be the first to tell on myself. I will be the first. I love correction. I get corrected so much and sometimes more than others. And when I was younger, I didn't understand because I tied correction to my identity. I tied my mistake to my identity. But when you take your identity and your value out of the way, you can receive correction and you can acquire good common sense. Why? Because you have leaders who are showing you the way. My value and identity is in the blood of Jesus, not in my mistake. My value and my identity is in the blood of Jesus and not my mistake. So when I get rebuked, when I get corrected, it's not about my value. It's not about my identity. It's about the situation at hand. And I want to learn from the situation. I don't want to repeat the situation. I want to rewrite history. I want to make history. I don't want to repeat history. I don't want to repeat the same mistakes of others. I want to make a way for others. I want to make a way for a generation. And I want to teach them to love correction, to love wisdom. It's not about your identity. It's not about your value. The world says, can nobody tell me nothing? You can't tell me nothing. Can nobody? I know I can't sing, but can't tell me nothing. And I see these little three-year-olds, two-year-olds, one-year-olds. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Can't tell me nothing. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Oh, oh, they got the attitude and everything. They want the cowboy boots. Can't tell me nothing. What's the world telling them? Can nobody tell me nothing? You can't tell me nothing. And we're like, oh, proud. Yeah, they're independent. Yeah. No. No. They need correction. They need somebody to tell them something. They need you to tell them something. This is the way. Show them the way. Make a way. And this is why you be acting like a thick-brained fool. Because can nobody tell you nothing? A thick-brained. We're going to bring that back. Back from Bible times, I guess. (laughs) This is why we have a morally perverse generation. Because can nobody tell you nothing? You can't tell you nothing. Full of air and lacking substance. Like you over here, you want a man of God. You believe him for a man of God. But what substance do you have to offer? What do you stand for? What are your core values? What do you believe in? Right? You, you get a man of God and you're, you're, posting a, you're posting that you're this person. But then when one finally comes to say, hey, how you doing? You have no substance. It's time to become women of substance, to become men of substance. We know what we believe in. We have core values. We know what we stand for, right? A fool can't control their mouth. They are proud and they know it all. A fool can't control their temper. Yikes, this is where I get in trouble. Out of control people live out of control lives. Out of control people live out of control lives. Is your life out of control? Maybe you need some help through God's word, through mentorship, through help. Proverbs 29, 11. A fool vents all of his feelings. Yikes. Was that in my feelings song? But venting all his feelings. No, this is not the Drake song, okay? That's a fool. 
but a wise man holds them back. The life of a fool is a wasted life. How many of us want a wasted life? None of us want a wasted life. Nobody wants a wasted life. This is why it's so important that we choose wisely who we associate with, who we listen to, right, and who we allow to influence us. There's four kinds of people in your life. Look at your neighbor say four. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. Here we go. Here we go. You have friends. You got friends who are loyal. You got friends who are in your inner circle. You have friends. These are real friends, right? These are your friends who show up. These are friends who can correct you. These are, you got, you got, this is a two-sided relationship, right? Friends. You have associates. These are people that are passing by in your life. These are people that you go to school with. These are people that live in your street. These are people, right, you have associates. This is a person you see at Starbucks. This is the person you see at the bank. You have these associates, these people you go to school with, you work with, you know, you have lunch with once in a while. Then you have assignments. These are the people that God has brought into your life. You are assigned to bring them to church. You are assigned to bring them hope. You are assigned to bring them healing. You have assignments in your life and you have advisors. These are the people that have wise counsel. These are the people that have fruit in their life. These are the people that you have a discipleship relationship with, right? You have friends, you have associates, you have assignments, and you have advisors. Who are you allowing to influence you? Who are you allowing to influence you? Who are you listening to, faith or fear? God or the world, the word or media? What are you founded on? Are you founded on fear? Are you founded on faith? Are you founded on God's word? Because your foundation needs to be rock solid in times like this. Your foundation needs to be in the blood of Jesus. Your foundation needs to be in the redemptive work of the cross. Your foundation needs to be in God's word or is in the evil report. Is that your foundation? Because that's a rocky foundation. That's an unstable place to live in. And that is a very insecure place to live in. But God has security for you in his word. Proverbs 19.20 says, listen to advice and accept discipline so that you may be wise the rest of your life. Let me read that again. This is God's word translation. Listen to advice and accept discipline so that you may be wise the rest of your life. Seek wise counsel. How do you know if it's wise counsel? Because they have fruit in their life. You can see their fruit, partake of their fruit. Who wants to be healthy, wealthy, and wise? Woo! All the hands raise. Who loves correction? We're working on that. (laughs) We're working on that. God's love operates through discipline and instruction. Hebrews 12.5. This is God's word translation again. You have forgotten the encouraging words that God speaks to you. God speaks to you. Look at your neighbor say, God speaks to you as his children. He says, my child, pay attention when the Lord disciplines you. Don't give up when he corrects you. You should love correction. Don't give up when God's word spanks you. Don't give up when the message gets you. Don't give up when your father disciplines you. Don't give up. The Lord disciplines everyone he loves. And he severely disciplines everyone he accepts as his children. Discipline from the Lord brings honor. It brings life. It brings wisdom. It brings answers to life. Right? It brings peace. It brings rest. 
in troubled times. God loves us and he desires our success. God wants us to rise up and be light in this dark world. We're called to be the light of the world. We're called to be the salt of the earth. That is who we are. We all have bad days and can act like a fool, but don't live a life of a fool. We have a bad day and you made a choice to act like a fool, but don't live a life of a fool. Let's make a daily choice to take responsibility and wise up. Wise up. Proverbs 1.7. The reverence of the Lord. We honor God. We love God. That's the beginning of wisdom. That's the beginning of knowledge. And that's the beginning of understanding. Let's learn to love godly wisdom and instruction, right? Growth is a choice. It's an option. All that you receive today, it's an option. What are you going to do with the word? Are you going to apply it? Are you going to believe it? Are you going to receive, are you going to speak it? Are you going to receive it? We choose, we have to learn to choose daily disciplines that keep us growing, right? Keep us growing, keep us maturing, keep us advancing, improving, and discovering. What are we discovering? God's plan, God's plan, God's plan. Drake had that right, that's all. We're discovering God's plan. His will, his kingdom, his way of doing things. And we're also discovering his love, his mercy, his grace, his kindness, his call, his giftings, right? Our special part to play in the house of God. What is 2020, guys? It's our breakout year. What are we going to do? Breakthrough, breakout. Why? How? Because our emotions, wait, our emotions? Our spirits are strong. Our emotions are settled. Our minds are disciplined. Our bodies are healed and whole. What are our bodies? Our bodies are healed and they are made whole in the blood of Jesus, through the blood of Jesus. We are strong in the Lord and the power of his might. It's not by our own might. It's not by our own strength. It's by the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength. We choose joy. We choose to be excited. We choose to be happy. We choose to rest in him. We are love life. And this is our breakout year. Are you ready? Are you ready? Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.